This episode of For Geek's Sake is brought to you by Boegans. Boegans, because we like money almost as much as we like their beer. Good day, everybody. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. I say good day. Yeah, oh, good. that's it. <laughs> it does it every <laughs> time. Great, great show, guys. You're getting played off. Uh, thanks for listening, and <laughs> goodbye. See you next week. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? It's Liz, because Al's not here. Uh, what I was saying is I say good day, because Al always says good evening, and you know I don't like to dictate what time you're listening to this podcast. Right, just because we record at night. Right. You could be listening at four o'clock in the morning. We don't know. Uh, here today in the studio with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. Uh, me and producer Dan are slowly dying. Um, yeah, of yeah. the plague. So this is going to be really fun if we if we just drop off the mics. Yeah, it's not good. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see we have tissues, tissues and cough drops and, cough and, drops and, hand, and sanitizer. hand sanitizer so that we don't infect <laughs> the others. Yeah, but we're all locked in this room together. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the, the others, mm-hmm. uh, we're joined by uh, special guest Scott Horn. Hello. How are we all doing today? Coming in, hanging out with us to talk about some stuff today. And uh, first time ever on the camera, ladies and gentlemen, what? drum roll, please. We've got technical director Eli sitting don't, don't, in. Don't look at me. Sitting in the big boy chair. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's behold, not a unicorn. Behold his magical beard and handlebar mustache, everyone. There you go. Hang on. It's a thing of beauty. It really is. <laughs> that was for the camera. I know you didn't hear it for the audio. <laughs> I, I'm really feeling beard shame right now. Can you? Me too. Beard envy. Super beard envy over here. I've been growing mine for 29 years. <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the table over here. Not working out. So what you no got, beard zone. What you yeah. got going over there, Peach Buzz? <laughs> uh, we got a show today. We do. Today, so we're going to be talking about uh, what we're calling adult animation. Uh, we're going to dive into such shows as Rick and Morty, which is insanely popular now, which uh, Dan does not like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Can't like everything. Yeah, but we got some we got some cool this week in geek for you. We got some Black Panther trailer. Oh boy, do we! We got some. Well, let's just dive near, right in. Near end of the world asteroid situation. Oh, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get into it. Fearmonger. We got we got a lot of really. That's me. That's what I do. <laughs> Liz is my name. Anxiety is my game. Um, yeah. So let's roll into some this week in geek. We've got a really big announcement. We got some uh, Han Solo news. Yeah. That we need to talk about. Um couple things couple things so first thing is the official title was allegedly released they've been working on this for months months and months and months there's been so much head scratching and hand wringing and brainstorming and just pacing you know the gnashing of teeth the creativity really um really came out on this one i think they might have dropped acid and came up with this yeah because this name is just so so, out there it's so crazy it's so far-fetched like just just insanely original, groundbreaking, groundbreaking. That's I didn't a, that's see a it good at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So the title of the movie is Solo, a Star Wars story. Yep, that's what it is. Solo, <laughs> solo. That's my that's my reaction. You heard it here first. That's my live reaction to the title <laughs> drop. So what do you like? And I love the picture online of Ron Howard holding. The cardboard sign with the logo on it, just and like, just like the, the big the, smile little, and the thumbs up, like ah, his did. opie smile. <laughs> <laughs> opie, we did it, guys! Like, okay, I've got I've got some issues, people. We know. Um, 
but I want to hear your I want to hear your take on this first, Dan. What did, what's your what are your, <laughs> your thoughts on this? I just think it's weak. I think it's weak. I think they could have been more creative. Um, even if it was like Solo and Chewy, or you know, like give I, us something more than just a one word. My title. my issue with this whole thing is that it's just literally it's literally literal. It's so mm-hmm. literal, and like you know, you look at the the titles of all of the other movies. You've got A New Hope and Return yeah. of the Jedi, and like these actual Rogue one. Rogue One, like these actual titles. It was a great title for that movie. And it's just, you know, like, this th- th- This might as well be called, this movie's about Han Solo, everybody. Yeah, they might as well have con- called it Han Solo, a Star Wars movie. And maybe, maybe we're just, story, maybe we're just being well, a hater. But... I mean, maybe they're very close to that title. Solo. Hans. Mm-hmm. Hans. Hans Olo. <laughs> <laughs> little, to, little known fact, we've been pronouncing his name wrong this entire time. I mean, it, with the fonts, it doesn't even look good. No, right. it doesn't. Like, it almost looks like some like an old school gas station logo, doesn't it? It does. It looks like, like yeah. A, like a weird like face. A, it's like a, it's an emoji. It's an emoji. <laughs> it's an emoji. <laughs> Solo, an emoji story. <laughs> the emoji Hans Solo movie. Um, so that's, yes. Yeah. So, oh, I'm glad, good. I'm glad that you put my description up on the, yeah, of course if I you're did. watching on YouTube and you see the, uh, frankly, your description the, is it's better. It's a better title than the actual title st- of the movie. Stupid. A stupid story. <laughs> it really is. Like ever since I heard the directors, like there was a whole kerfuffle about them losing their two directors. Or was it on 21 Jump Street? Were those the guys that were 21 Jump Street and uh, the Lego movie? Yeah, yeah. Once I heard that that had fallen out and they had had this whole shuffle, I'm like, I just stopped paying attention. Because it something's going on over there, and this total, well, the problem was they were making a comedy. Yeah, right. And Star Wars it looks did, like they still are with this title. I mean, yeah. what do I know? Like it's well now. And, really, and, and, now it seems like they're just making a documentary. Well, <laughs> and, and now we know that they're bringing in Tag and uh, Bank, which are kind of comedic characters themselves, right? From the comic books. However, this to me, in light of the really, what have I done? Oh no! What have I done? This is, I can't make it stop. This is why we don't let me run the show. That's fine. Was that porn in the background? This is fine. I was about to say, at least it wasn't porn. Just close all it quick. It's a Star Wars story. It's a Star Wars, Star Wars porn. Um, that Don't Google that. It exists. No. Rule 34, everyone. Um, so anyway, God, what the heck were we talking about? I've, I've ruined tag everything. And bank. So tag and bank, right? So this is really exciting for me because I think you've all heard me gripe before about how they've kind of taken things from the extended, the expanded universe and they've right. thrown them away as non-canon. And so uh, Ron Howard has kind of alluded to, he posted a selfie with these two um, Imperial officers and... Oh, it's confirmed. And, and he, you know, with the hashtag... Well, is it confirmed it's because confirmed. it was the hashtag tag and bank? Right, but then Question uh, mark? The, the the guy who wrote the comic books he came out and confirmed said, it. Said thank you so much for making my characters canon. That's awesome. And then uh, one of these guys is one of the writers of the movie. Yeah, that, that that's playing these these guys, and uh, he said I I couldn't not do it, and I couldn't not play the character myself. Right. And he brought in one of his friends to play the other guy. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's completely confirmed at this so, point. So this is happy for me because I think this is the first time that we're seeing since the original trilogy, trilogy was released and since they've started making new movies, them actually bringing in, and especially this is a big deal with episode seven where they took all of that literature and all of those storylines and all of those characters that we, you know, those of us who were, our nerd runs that deep uh, right. that we had grown to know and love and threw it all away. And so we're kind of like, oh, what? well, they've been incorporating people through <clears throat> rebels and, yeah. and rogue one and, and things like that. as yeah. well. So it's exciting to kind of see them recognizing 
that as canon, at least the characters as canon. Yeah. I know that there are some things that happen. Um, the storylines kind of contradict storylines that go along with the movies. Okay. So I know that they probably won't be introducing a lot of the actual like storylines from the comic. I'm thinking it's a cameo more yeah. than anything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fan service. It's just a little, and it's, the, and it's a pre- tip of the cap and it's appreciated fan service. Yeah. But you're still naming your movie something very dumb. Uh, we're getting we're getting hover bikes, hover bikes. Would you call that a bike? Hover yeah. crafts, hover vehicles. It's a giant drone. So the police, it's a flying motorcycle. So the police in Dubai, it's a giant problem is what it is. It's a giant <laughs> problem. So the police in Dubai are getting uh, what essentially look like giant drones that they can ride on. Um, it is terrifying. <laughs> Like you just hear the Terminator theme song just playing every time you beat one up. Yeah, you turn around and say, dun, dun, dun. every time you like push it to go, it's just like, ah, here we are. One step closer. And we're dead. Well, they uh, said that the main function though for this is gonna be uh for traffic issues. Like so I don't understand. if there's an accident and and they can't get to it, you know, uh directly, they can fly over the traffic and get to it, that kind of thing. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense because in my head I'm thinking like monitoring traffic and like don't we do that with helicopters already? Yeah, no, because this thing can only fly for I think it was 23 <laughs> minutes at a time. I, I think I need to mention it says 25 minute charge capacity. 25. I also need to mention that I was taking a lot of Dayquil when I was um, <laughs> reading this article. So <laughs> a lot of this is how high, it says how high they fly. Uh, f- da, 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 16 feet? feet in the air. Yeah. Uh, so that's not, I mean, it's pretty scary. It's kind of, it's, you know, scary enough. Like with, with these giant propellers that don't have like cages around them. Like there's no protective no. anything. Yeah, keep it's your just, arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Yeah, it's <laughs> whirling blades of death. Yeah. I'm just, no, I <laughs> mean, you're going to drive that into a heavily pop, <laughs> populated area. You're going to fly over traffic. What if that thing crashes? Over traffic, you hit an actual motorcyclist. So you're saying like <laughs> this is going to deal with traffic problems? I'm like, you mean the ones they're going to cause? They're going to create like, traffic right? problems by f- dropping out of the sky, or all those accidents that are going to happen because people are going to be like, "Holy crap, that's a flying motorcycle!" Yeah, like rubbernecking yeah. at the at the flying motorcycle. I still don't like. I don't. But, you know, I don't I, like calling it a flying motorcycle, though. I, I've seen though a lot of different videos and <clears throat> and uh, shows where people have tried to build something like this, and it's a very difficult thing to engineer. And this is the most stable-looking, like, functional one yep. that I've seen, I think. They also have all of the money. Dubai. All of the money. Yeah, Dubai, yeah, Dubai, Dubai literally has it, all of the money. And they look for egregious ways to spend it. You know how we have yeah. none of the money? They have, it's, it's over there. And it's, it's Dubai it's in, in conjunction with a, a Russian manufacturer. Yeah. So. Yay. Cool. <laughs> so that's, that's exciting. That's comforting, huh? What, so would you, here's my question. Would you ride it? Heck yeah. Eli, over a oh, giant yeah, yeah, trampoline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, over a sure. giant trampoline, wearing a giant or, or marshmallow suit. I fly it over water. So, so how about this? If we had to rename it, uh-huh. right, based on what it looks like, what would you what would you name that thing? Oops, <laughs> <laughs> that's just an accident. I look at that and I'm like, there is. It literally looks like those joysticks I had in like 1995 when I'd be playing right. on my old like compact computer, like Bomberman or something. It's like. <laughs> No, it just, just two of them. It just, I mean, it's, no. I feel like what's the, what's the training lesson? Like, what's the flight training lesson that comes along with this? Because hold you, on tight. Have you ever flown a drone before? Yakety sax, just plays. <laughs> like, how do you fly it? Just like, plays a song. Like, no, because I feel it's, like 
You know those are the water jetpacks? Uh-huh. Like you fly those over water. They seem relatively safe and hard to fly, but there's some kind of you're going to hit the water, you're going to get hurt. Not too bad. Sure. This is kind of like if you wreck, like you're going over this. If you like imagine like like front end hitting this thing and you go over the handlebars per se, right. like, you get chopped up. Like, yeah. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. I want and I don't even see like what's like, the Okay, stra- man, gnarly road rash. What's the strap-in process for this? Like what's the I don't There s- doesn't seem to be any strap-in. Are there airbags? Was there a 100 point safety test done on this vehicle before it was released? It's probably better not to have any safety restraints on this thing <laughs> exactly. so that you could jump the hell so off you can of bail. it. Yeah, I mean, okay, so 16 feet up in the air, obviously you're not going to need a parachute, but like 16 yeah. feet up in the air, you're still doing some damage when your face hits the pavement yeah like, goodbye ribs that's not <laughs> i mean they got money it's dubai like they have it's, it's they're good they got enough to i think i'm gonna yeah. rename this thing yeah. the raffle copter there okay you that's fine. i like it that's all right so what's next move on move on yeah, let's. <laughs> hey so we almost died this week <sighs> didn't even know it didn't even know it Mm-mm, how did longer. you guys feel on the day that we almost died um <laughs> I felt pretty cool because it didn't happen. Pretty great about it. Yeah. So basically, uh, what is what scientists are saying right now is that there was an asteroid that barely missed Earth uh, by a mere twenty-seven thousand miles. That's so right. close. <laughs> it's so close, you guys. Yeah. Um, As astronomical occurrences go. So so we lived, and so that's very exciting for us. Uh-huh. But wait, there's more, uh-huh. because now they're saying that in 2079, this thing has a 0.13% chance of impacting into the Earth. Yeah, how large is this thing causing almost hit us? Slight destruction. Um, I think it was like the size of a refrigerator or something, right? It's not huge. Let's see. It's not like Apophis. It no, how big is that one? Apophis is like the size of Texas. Yeah, but it doesn't take much. Or not. one Bruce Willis, essentially. <laughs> like this one, if it, if it if it contacted us, it would be similar to the one that happened in Russia a few years back. Yeah, yeah it doesn't it doesn't say anything. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about size, but it does say um, uh, it's not exactly a planet killer. Yeah, it's definitely not a planet. Oh, it killer. says oh no, it's about the size of a house. Okay, yeah, it's a bad hair day. About the size that's going to break up on entry, and it's going to end up being a bunch of little pieces, and maybe. A piece around the size of a fruit. Yeah, and then it's just gonna it's gonna land on a witch and then So everything's fine. Everything's so fine. fine. Yeah, we're totally cool. and it's a point what point one three percent chance? Uh one in point one three percent chance, uh the odds are somewhere around one in seven hundred and fifty. And what year? Twenty seventy nine. Okay. So I'm we'll not, be I'm dead, not, I'm right? not concerned about that. No, 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 no. That's what, with medical advancements. Sixty years away? Come on. Eighty? Yeah, yeah. That Sandra Napino, whatever it was from um, Black Mirror, we'll all be, just be in the heart. Exactly, we'll be, exactly. in the, uh, be in the cloud by that Completely point. Completely safe in the yeah, cloud. Exactly. Yeah. Don't no, no, worry about it. No, no, I'll be I'll be dead by twenty seventy nine. But but yeah, Apophis a few years back um, was the big concern because Apophis is the size of Texas. I remember that one. <laughs> uh, they literally called it Apophis because Apophis was the god of death from Egypt. <laughs> like, oh, neat. Yeah, and it. it came close it, it came between earth and the moon D- did it come 27,000 miles well i guess so. was that 2012 around that time i remember there was I think like, it's 2005 2005 okay. yeah and uh it's gonna be back in i think 2050 oh neat um but i won't will, be dead you, then <laughs> each time it's coming closer and closer to us mm-hmm. but it, it would have to hit the uh what they call what is it the key there's a key zone. I forget what they call it. Uh, Are you suggesting that Earth is the Death Star? No, not at all. 
the opposite. The uh, <laughs> Apophis is the Death Star. No, there's there, a, there's, there's a, a certain. There's come a, on, there's go a, with the joke. A there's a little. There's a little. There's a weak point. In yeah, it. I know. Anyway. The, the, no, <laughs> God, Dan. <laughs> there's a spot that's about uh, two kilometers wide. Uh, just outside of Earth's orbit, where if it goes through this spot, the Earth's gravitation would pull yeah. it closer, veer it off course, so that the next time it would come around and hit us. And that's the same thing that they're worried about with this thing. Gotcha. Um, but Apophis would have been a planet killer. This one is not. So. We didn't even. Did we even see this like coming, or was this after the fact? Oh yeah, this is. Yeah, we knew. Okay. Yeah. So right, here's it'd be more terrifying. So here's my like, question. Oh, by the way, almost hit us. Didn't even see it. The, well, the only well, question was, was it going to hit that key area where it was going to veer it off course so the next time we're definitely going to be in trouble? And okay. I feel like these things happen and they don't release the news until after the fact. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. if they're like, oh, hey, guys, there's an asteroid coming towards the Earth. Well, the other thing within is within range. The other thing is 75% of the Earth's surface is water. Right. So there's a much larger chance of it hitting water than hitting land. And but one, then once it hits water, one this size, I mean, it's going to create maybe a, a little bit of a tsunami okay. somewhere, but not, not like Apophis would have. So like, like that would have Morgan been, Freeman wiped then. out. <laughs> if Apophis had hit in the Pacific, it would cause a tsunami that would come all the way to Kansas. I just want to point out, I'm trying to hit both like asteroid movies here. Deep yeah. Impact. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Uh, Deep Impact. Deep Impact. And it came out at the same, time, out the same time. He had a Morgan Freeman and a Bruce Willis. Kind of like Volcano and Dante's Inferno came out. Oh, my God. Why don't we ever review, like, cheesy old disaster movies? And 2012 and the day after tomorrow. You know? Yeah. They come out in pairs. Like cheesy. Olympus has fallen and White House down. Mm -hmm. Old being, like, five years? (laughs) It's double tapping. It's double tap it. Well, good news, everyone. We didn't die, so that's exciting. I guess. Yeah. So that means that we all get to see the Black Panther movie. Yay! Yeah. So Black Panther uh, dropped its newest trailer. This week, and it looks, I mean, it already looked incredible, yeah. but it looks even more incredible it looks now. Awesome. And they did it like they did with Thor Ragnarok, where they didn't warn us, they didn't say, they didn't put out like a th- 15 second trailer the night before saying, tomorrow there's going to be a trailer. A trailer for the trailer. Yeah. yeah. They Beyonce albumed this. Uh, yeah. Like yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's this. And sick, it, it worked, yeah. Sick reference, yeah. considering the yeah. subject matter. That's, that's good. It looks so freaking good. No, it looks amazing. And I'm not... I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not very well versed in the character. I have not. Uh-huh. I had not. You know me. I'm not a comic reader. Right. I'm so I. But you know, I'm from Civil War. Right. Yep. I think you didn't a, see Civil War. <laughs> yep. Because I've seen Civil War. So many times. Well, I think this is a big strength. It allows them to really <laughs> kind of create from whole cloth the character they want for the universe. They aren't yeah. really tied to um, much in the way of like, you know, the mythos that the fans would be familiar with. So in the same way, really with Iron Man building this MCU, um, there were a lot of, you know, more, I won't say B list characters, but they weren't the most popular, like Spider-Man, X-Men, et cetera. So they really get to create this whole new dimension for what they've already built. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. My one problem is as they spoiled on the trailer, it looks like we're going to get another iteration of the villain is basically the hero's, you know, same power suit thing that we've gotten in every other right, well, origin movie. We've got three different villains in this movie. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. We've got, um, I don't know what they're going to call him because they've said that they are not going to call him what they call him in the comic books. What do they call him in the comic books? Ape Man. Oh. Because uh, Wakanda is basically split into two tribes, let's say. There's okay. the big city of Wakanda, which is uh, the Panther people. 
Okay. They worship the panther, and that's where Black Panther comes from. And then there's the ape people that worship the ape, and they are rivals. And Wakanda, the, the, the panther people are all about technology and innovation and moving forward, but hiding that. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the world thinks that they're more of like a, a third world country. Yeah. And the ape people are all about staying with their historical ways, the ways of the past and tradition and all that kind of thing. And so in Civil War... Um, spoilers, I guess. Um, it's fine. The king of Wakanda was was assassinated. Okay. So his son becomes the new king, which also makes him the new Black Panther. Okay. Um, so now you've got this power struggle between uh, the eight people and the Panther people because there's this change of power. And then you've got Killmonger, who is Michael B. Jordan's character, that is kind of... Uh, he basically wants... He thinks he should be the king. He should be the Black Panther. Yeah. And so he is going to become the Golden Panther, I guess. Oh, is that the name? Yeah, it's yeah. a similar that's what they've been calling it looks like him a similar suit. And yeah. It's, yeah, that's, again, with, you know... Just yeah, instead it, of... It's, it's all black, but with gold instead of purple uh, trim, let's just say. Um, and then you've got uh, Claw, who was introduced in... Um, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Uh, which is Andy Circus, and he lost his hand, and he's got some cool weapons and stuff. So those are our, our villains for this. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. For breaking it down. Sorry, it looks amazing. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm pretty like, excited about sti- it. Like the action scenes look really good. The, just the special effects, just it looks next level for yeah. me. And I'm still team. This is. We've had some conversations about when the next Infinity Stone is going to appear. I think it's going to be in this movie. It I think it's be. here. I don't think it's Thor Ragnarok. I think it is Black Panther. So we see him like tripping out and seeing, you know, the uh, Panther King and he's like going to these other planes of existence. I think this is where it's going to happen. That, yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. It, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. It could go either way with it, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be this one because I think this is going to be their like big tent, the last you know, temple for the MCU. All right. What are you putting down on it? What am I putting down? Yeah, make a bet because Thor comes out soon. A large so pizza. A large pizza. A large pizza. Okay. Of the victor's choosing. Okay. Are you are you betting him? Oh no, I was just. <laughs> I, I was just saying, like, <laughs> what am I putting down? Who am I? I'm just trying. This... To get, I'm just trying to get a pizza out of the deal. That's, <laughs> That's what uh, this is. Aside from the actual team up Avenger movies, as far as like standalone hero movies, this might be the most star studded cast. Yeah, I think so too. You know, it's crazy the amount of people in this. I mean, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, we've got uh, Angela Bassett in here. Yeah. Andy Circus. I mean, yeah. when he's like the third tier yeah. of that whole cast, it's pretty incredible. Oh, what's his name? Uh, the, 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 the guy from Sherlock. I know you're talking about. I can't remember. It. Something Freeman, not Morgan. Not Morgan. One. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. There it is. I was getting those two names mixed up. But yeah, we've got a great cast. Uh, the soundtrack sounds great. My only little thing that I didn't like about it, and I saw a couple people online also feel that way. Was in the beginning of the trailer, you've got Martin Freeman talking to T'Challa. And he's saying these words, these sentences, and they're kind of spaced out. There's like a beat in between. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this hip-hop music playing in the background. And they chose a track and a point in the track where in between his lines, there's a guy going, Yeah! Uh-huh! What? (laughs) Like, And it sounds like it's a conversation. And you're like... At first you're kind of like... 
who is he talking to? What's that other character? And then you see that it's it's T'Challa, and that's totally not his voice. I watched I watched the trailer three times, and I didn't catch that. Yeah. And now I have to go back and watch it again. Well, that's because I've watched it twenty times. I didn't know. I didn't know that they cast Lil John. <laughs> I was gonna say Lil John, just like uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why do we have to do that? And and why do we have to have hip hop in this movie? Why not? What's wrong with hip hop? It's I don't think that's ne- necessarily the national music of Wakanda. Is oh, all I'm saying. Fair enough. I think we could have gone with something a little bit more authentic. Yeah. I'm- I do like that we still have an action sequence in China. Yeah. Apparently, in here, as I could say, like so they're they're yeah, going down with that. Yeah. Travel. We could have we could have gone with something a little bit more authentic to the fictional. <laughs> country <laughs> hey they, they developed in a the fictional, fictional universe they developed an accent for this did That's they a, yeah chadwick chadwick Boseman really? got together with an act an accent expert type person and they took accents from uh all over africa basically and kind of melded them and made a specific wakandan accent that's really cool yeah I dig it. They, they they put a lot into this movie, and I'm really I think this is going to be like their next big you know hit. Like I didn't I wasn't totally on board with Doctor Strange. I think this is going to be <gasps> really. Like, I, mean, I enjoyed it, but I felt like it was a little like um re- not not redundant. But I felt that it was um it was too similar to other things. I think this is going to be something a little different. This is going to be something. Like, oh yeah, this is unlike yeah, this anything be, that they've yeah. done. No, I feel you. Yeah, that Doctor Strange lacked a lot of detail. Yeah, you know, they, they just gave you a lot of things and didn't really explain it. I mm-hmm. feel like, gosh, what the uh, if they're doing this accent thing, that shows a lot of detail. Yeah, they're putting a they're putting a lot of research and a lot of back end, not just the graphics, not just the characters. Yeah. Well, do you think with Doctor Strange we ended up with too much of like a Tony Stark type character, like poor little rich boy? Right, you know, I, I think he's so. got yeah, too much. That, he's got too much yeah. money. He's that is too the cocky. character, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that's, that's my I don't know. Cons- I I enjoy Doctor Strange, but I look at that. You know, I think we've we've determined at this point, and especially when we do movie reviews, that I view movies from such an emotional, like a different aspect than you guys do. You guys are always looking True. at technical things, and I'm more like, I am story. So I just I like I really <laughs> like the air of mysticism that came with Doctor Strange, and I'm just I'm kind of into that. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to like, like, whereas Captain America, I obviously recognize them as incredible movies. It's not my favorite because I'm not necessarily a history buff. Mm-hmm. So that style of movie and that whole like going back to the, you know, the 40s and things like that doesn't appeal to me as much as like the like the ooh, wave your hands and open a portal <laughs> kind of, you know, I think like, we're going to get similar reactions to this. I think that, to what we got to Wonder Woman. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's because it's going to be that kind of a groundbreaking moment for this genre. Yeah. Def- I think I think most definitely this is And that's what the Black Panther's always represented. Yeah. I mean, he he was the first black superhero in Marvel. Yeah. And this is going to be this is going to be huge from a social aspect. Like in Spike Lee movies, like in and do the right thing. There's a character that's constantly carrying around a Black Panther comic book. Right. And he even says at one point, Black Panther eats pizza, we eat pizza. Like it's a thing. It, it's 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 integral. The the Black Panther movement took their name from this character, not the other way around. Right. You know? That's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. This 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 predates that. Yeah. No, oh, I think wow. I think it's super cool because it, it, you know, I was so up Wonder Woman's ass with how yeah. great it was that now, you know, little girls now have this this figure to look up to mm-hmm. and now it's like you know young black kids have this figure to look up to and it's you know not to say the word whitewashing but i mean come on yeah I mean, like, we, we've got two white characters is, in the entire what, movie this is what we've seen from kind of all the superhero movies in the past so 
No, I think this is I think this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, what goes to show that the diversity is only going to add to the quality of these these pictures. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. All right, we got one more this week. Yeah. Right? So we talked a little bit about this <laughs> last week um, about the chaos that was the release of the Szechuan sauce stemming from uh, the Rick and Morty episode. Uh, what is it? Season three, episode three? Um, season three, episode one. Episode so one. Or, it is episode or, one. Yes, or lack thereof of the release. Right. So, so we, yeah, we talked about it last week, how they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough sauce. They didn't anticipate. So uh, McDonald's has come out and issued a formal apology to all of the Rick and Morty fans that stood in line for hours. Um, I do know that there are reports in, I think it was Denver. There was one store where like they only had 40 packets of the sauce at the actual store in the entire state only had 200 shipped to them. Um, I, I, maybe they didn't understand how popular Rick and Morty has kind of become in like the fan base that it gathers. So now you went when the, the Rick mobile was in Orlando, yes. right? You actually um, went to Coliseum I went to, comics. Yes, I did. And it was, um, did you even get to get up there? Like, was it, no. the line was crazy, right? It was, I got there three hours before they started. Um, so the Rick mobile, it's, they had this tour where they're going around the country. There's this, um, van with a giant, Rick Sanchez kind of molded into it. Yeah, yeah. It would stop at various spots and it would um, sell limited, you know, merchandise or, you know, you can only buy at this um, particular location. Yeah. And um, you went in and you got like a sticker depending on, you know, when you got there, they give you a number and that's when you can go and redeem it to have the chance to um, buy whatever merchandise you wanted. I got there three hours beforehand and I was number 400. Jesus. Ooh, By the time I left, they're up to 1500 people. <laughs> Wow. And when I went to Tampa Bay Comic um, Megacon a couple of weeks ago, there was a gentleman there who had been to a uh, stop in Cleveland. They said they were up to 6,000 people at the time. So this is like a, it's a very enthusiastic fan base. Yeah. So for, sure. I, I can't, I don't buy that McDonald's didn't know what they were getting into. I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and say they <laughs> did this on purpose. You think this is a supply and demand situation? Yes. Because now they've come out and they formally said, okay, so we released this for one day only for a limited time during that day. And we only had a limited supply. So now they're like, oops, sorry, we're totally going to release this for the entire month of blah, blah, blah in the winter. Uh -huh. And we'll have an unlimited supply then. So... Is this a failed... Are you looking at this as like a failed marketing, like supply and demand situation? I think this may have been um, orchestrated. That <laughs> is this they, an NES classic situation? I think this may have... Exactly. I, I don't know. I don't think they... I don't know if it's an NES classic situation so much as like anyone with a, you know, Twitter account or a, um, you know, anything on social media knows how big Rick and Morty is. And for, you know, McDonald's has done limited releases before. Right. And they, you know... They're well versed in this. I think this is something that they want to drum up a lot of um, media attention on their stores. If you look at that, their sales have been that great lately. Um, they've been kind of looking for something to spike you know, interest in the brand. And this is a really good way to kind of plug into the zeitgeist and be like, hey, remember <laughs> McDonald's? Everyone loves your wub blah blah dub dub. You know, do you Let's remember go. when their campaign was McDonald's? We're healthy. No, we use 100 percent beef. No. And fresh, but you don't remember they had this. There was a long time where they went through this whole campaign of they like how lying. like how healthy McDonald's was <laughs> and how fresh their ingredients. I mean, they came were. out with healthy options, but that's just even now that's behind the, behind the times. So yeah. here's so here's my here's my problem with the whole situation. Whereas yes, like McDonald's, if you were going to do this exclusive release of of this product that 
is tied to an insanely popular uh, television show that's currently out and you know that there's kind of like a crazy huge fan base. Okay, sure, you messed up. However, the riots that ensued... And they're ridiculous. And the way that the people reacted yeah. and the fact that police had to be involved over sauce. Yeah. Like, like little, I've little. Got, I'm going to go ahead because I, and I'm a Rick and Morty fan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and call out the fan base right now and say, no, we don't act like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, the fan base, like their own, the subreddit for Rick and Morty, like put out a video basically saying, hey, we need to calm this down, like criticizing their own, their fan base. They yeah. recognize how toxic this all is, right. and they understand the perception has gone. Um, it's gotten pretty poor regarding Rick and Morty, and I think McDonald's may have known that going into this that they could piggyback on like this moment that Rick and Morty is having. So, yeah, the fans don't come out looking good either way. Yeah, it's, it's not. Good. I don't know. It's not great. I know that like the customers started complaining, and there's an official quote from uh, um, who is it? I think he's like a rep for McDonald's, but he basically came out and said, um, uh, putting it into context, it's just, it's just Szechuan sauce. Uh, I'm guessing it's not the healthiest for you anyway. And with everything going on in the world today to be annoyed, there's not enough Szechuan sauce. I'd tell them to channel their anger into other things. It's a bit dismissive. It's a little bit dismissive, but I don't, I don't, I don't totally disagree with it and i think that this is a and i might be getting way too deep into i mean again it's just szechuan sauce but this is just like a. but if you're gonna say we're gonna have it have it if you're if you're gonna say we're gonna have it have it yes i agree with that however the the reaction and the wow wow this isn't fair and like the now we're gonna sue and we're gonna boycott your business and like that it's just Uh kind of like it's this this mentality that i think is like a toxic mentality across the board that that human beings suffer from where it's just kind of like like don't sweat the petty things I, I, a well, little McDonald's bit. McDonald's is used to this. I mean, there there was a, a case a couple of years ago. I remember somebody called nine one one from the drive through because they were out of McNuggets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You like know, I mean, I don't know. It's they're, just, they're no stranger to, to criticism, right? Right. Yeah. And and they also have you know there there are McDonald's collectors. Yeah. That want to get yeah. their hands on anything that they put out that's different and right. limited edition. And they're never not gonna, only do you get Rick and Morty fans, you're going to get McDonald's enthusiasts and collectors that are coming out as well. Yeah. And I don't Pack, think they factored that into it either. Packets of the Szechuan sauce on eBay were going for like $800 a pop. Like, uh, no, no joke. There's reports that there was even one listed for like $15,000. I don't know that it was actually purchased, but somebody li- like had the audacity to list the sauce packet for $15,000. There's also a story on the subreddit of a girl that traded a packet for a, a, a VW Beetle. No. Okay. Wait. Wait. She traded a packet of the sauce. She 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 traded it for. Yeah. And I don't know. No. I don't know if it was direct from sauce to car or if it was sauce to something else. Hey, something else to something else. Something else to car. Like it was, was like, a was whole there, barter system. So like a bill of sale. Like was this <laughs> just like in the parking lot? Just, That's just take it now. Right. Like here's like, how do you pay taxes on that value? Like, <laughs> I was gonna say. Here's the thing that disappointed me about this whole situation. On the TV show, they they freak about, out about the Mulan. Says one, says one sauce, yes. right? I can't say that word, apparently, especially with a, a loss engine. <laughs> Mulan McNugget sauce is what but it's referred to. The packet, as you'll see on the artwork, doesn't even have the Mulan artwork. They made special Rick and Morty artwork. Well, yeah, because it's it's about Rick and Morty. It's not about Mulan. But on Rick this, and Morty, it's about Mulan. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it would have been cooler just to have the Mulan Szechuan sauce just like from with the, when with Mulan the, came out. The original like, art. Yeah. I think that would have been cooler. I can. Well, yeah. Okay. I can see it that way. And then you put in like a little Rick and Morty flyer in the bag. Yeah. You know, 
I think yeah, that would have been. Better. It's also amazing to me because when I was at the Rigmobile, um, you know, event here in Orlando, um, there were it just a lot of like when it, you really get into these like um merchandising just like mega events especially for rick and morty it's so much as like goes against what the show actually is like about uh-huh. and you know you have this like for instance in the show when they talk about szechuan sauce the whole point of szechuan sauce was rick doesn't care about anything so you may as well care about getting szechuan sauce and that was the whole like joke in the show right but then you have all these people going out to mcdonald's that want szechuan sauce and it's just like you don't even like get the point of what it is and <laughs> yeah like it's you know when I was at the Rick like the Rickmobile event like everyone's like whoa whoa but dub dub just like just jumping around it's like it's uh, it's it's depressing. Are you one of those fans that you're like Ugh, I get it on a deeper level than anyone gets it? <laughs> no, I won't say that. But, um, but I don't, you're saying uh, all the promotion isn't isn't in the spirit of Rick and Morty. No, it's like yeah. it's. Uh, you're you're impressive. a Rick and Morty I, hipster is basically what totally. you're saying. Like, like you're, that you're, you're, it was a fan it before it was cool. It was you're a, a fan Rickster. before it was cool. A Rick's, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. So here's my here's my final question on this: is is yeah. uh, Rick and Morty Mulan McNugget says one sauce the new McRib? No, <laughs> not a chance. No, no. way. Because hipsters are only one generation. McRibs are forever. That's right. <laughs> true. <laughs> Formed pork <laughs> will never go out of style. So gross. <laughs> anyway, so this kind of rolls us into our main topic. Let's get into our main topic because it's because Rick and Morty's included in this whole. I thing. prefer Shamrock Shake, by the way. You <laughs> listen. I'm all about the. No, I don't have anything. No. I don't have any kind of McDonald's seasonal no. item that I get excited about. No. I think Shamrock Shakes are gross. What was the uh, the one Dunkin' Donuts did? The um. No, who did the uh, Starbucks with the rainbow? Oh, the 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 unicorn. The, the unicorn, yes. Yeah, yes. I saw there was a there was a meme that somebody posted that said uh, the Venn diagram for guys standing in line for Szechuan sauce <laughs> at McDonald's and guys that make fun of girls that stood in line for the unicorn frappuccino at Starbucks is a circle. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about. What? Are you ready for more Rick and Morty? <laughs> more Rick and Morty. Uh, so no, I want to. I want to get into this. I want to talk about uh, adult. At what I what I what I think of as adult animation. And uh, I think that's a different thing, though. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Is this is this show topic totally misleading? And they think we're finally doing a porn episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what we choose to do: is animated porn. Dis- <laughs> disclaimer, everyone: this is not the first ever for geeks' sake pornographic episode, nor will it ever be the first ever for geeks. This went off the rails fast. Pornographic episode. <laughs> we got a show title. Like animated porno. <laughs> animated porno. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, cartoons. They're not just for kids. Cartoons. <laughs> they're not just for kids. So I, I really want to get into this because I feel like this is a whole, this is a whole genre of, of animation that, you know, it, it's, it started, what, probably back in the late 90s. When did when did Adult Swim originate on Cartoon even Network? The Simpsons before you know they, they really were. Yeah. Or even yeah. even go back to the Flintstones. That yeah. was an adult cartoon for the time. Yeah. Like it's been something that's really been cultivating over like decades, and yeah. now we're in this kind of golden age of it. It's kind of blown up, and it's kind of you know there was just subtlety before, right? Right. Now, yeah. <laughs> Right. So now we have Szechuan sauce. Now we so have Szechuan sauce. So, you know, so like it started, it started with things for me, at least personally, it started with, I remember, um, staying up until midnight on Friday nights with my brother watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And I thought it was just the greatest thing in the world. 
uh, that there was a cartoon that existed that had so much vulgarity and so much kind of like raunchy humor and ridiculous themes and things of that nature. Um, See, before that, we even had Beavis and Butthead. We had that, oh, yeah, very that's true. true. That's very Flux. true. Yeah, had, uh, Darcy, the Max. Um, you had all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. that uh, MTV was doing before yeah. even Cartoon Network got into this game. Right, Ren and Stimpy, and of course, you know, The Simpsons. Right. It's, and I think so to me, my take on it, because I watched The Simpsons when I was a kid with my family. Uh-huh. So for me, The Simpsons has always seemed like not a cartoon directed towards children, but more family friendly. Yeah. Like I saw it as more of a family cartoon. I watched Family Guy, you know, at a younger age, not uh-huh. as a child per se, but at a younger age. And that. Then you probably should have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the first cartoon that kind of, well, actually, no, that's, that's a, that's a damn lie because I watched South Park when it first came out and I was in elementary school when South Park first started. And that was absolutely just not appropriate <laughs> for yeah, an think, elementary school aged child. And, but it was incredible. I think that's the first one that, that uh, of our time, mm-hmm. that, was that was the infection point specifically absolutely. directed yeah. at an older audience. Yeah. While feeling like it was for a younger audience, yeah, you know, you look at it, and if if you've got the sound off and you only watch a few seconds, you're like, oh, this is like a new Charlie Brown kind of thing, right? And then you turn the sound on and you go, holy crap, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I really love I what you know South Park. To me, when it first came out, it was a lot more raunchy humor, slapstick comedy, mm. um, kind of. I, I I almost graded it as kind of like lowbrow humor. Right. And so I, I went through a South Park hiatus, right? Like I kind of gave up on it. I was like, that's not for me. It's not my style of humor. It's not my type of show. And then recently I started watching the more recent episodes again. Mm-hmm. And this, Do they still have the PC principle. I think guy? so. I think that was introduced to what, like a couple, like two, like two, three seasons ago, yeah. three, four yeah. seasons ago. He became too annoying. For oh me. my God. Are you kidding me? That's the most brilliant character that exists on the <laughs> damn show. So, and you know, and this is what I'm saying is that the, this show has turned into something that was just such a ridiculous cartoon that was, you know, extravagant for the sake of being, you know, the shock value right. was just the, for the sake of the shock value. And now I, I, I've watched, you know, the most recent seasons and it's, there's so much intelligent social commentary layered into this show. I was, I, I was, you know, I was kind of blown away by it. I was kind of, I was impressed. I was impressed by South Park. I never thought that I would <laughs> say that phrase in my entire life, but I was impressed by South Park and what they were doing and how they were using humor, humor, humor <laughs> to, you know, bring light to kind of some serious issues that we're facing in the world today. And, and I, and I think that it kind of paved the way for, you know, other cartoons that have come out. Um, specifically, I definitely want to talk to two that I think are overlapping right now that are, you know, pretty, pretty large in popularity and pretty recent. So Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty, um, so starting with BoJack Horseman, it, you know it's it's a it's a Netflix original. Yes, with um, Will Arnett, um, Aaron Paul, it, it's a star-studded cast. Yeah, um, and, and both of them, like you guys can you know jump in if you you know agree or disagree. They they both feel they have like a bit of a nihilist streak to them. I like that our guest just came on and told you guys that you're allowed to talk if you want to. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Like, the funny I, thing is, we're not going to. Yeah, we're, we're okay free. sitting over here. Just <laughs> feel free to disagree. I enjoy uh, that so or, much. Um, but they have a Nihilist streak, and but they're two of the most popular. So, so, so what is it that is like 
why do people love this sort of like this brand of humor and this brand of cartoon right now? I think it's just because it's, it's presenting something that is so real while still entertaining us at the same time. So I remember when I first started watching Bojack Horseman, I'm, I'm part of the crowd that like, doesn't get it until I really immerse myself in it. And I was the same way with Rick and Morty. I did not understand the craze. I did not understand the fandom until literally my brother sat me down and forced me to watch the show. He was like, no, you're stupid. You have to watch this. And I did. And I was like, Oh my God, I get it now, you know? And so it was kind of the same way with Bojack Horseman where I was just like, why would I want to watch a cartoon about a talking horse? I'm an adult. You know what I mean? Like, and I started watching it and it, it gets into these themes of, of, you know, I kind of like, kind of like what our generation is experiencing right now. Like we're all on the cusp of, or getting, you know, to be over, you know, into our mid thirties and it kind of follows those themes of getting older and a little bit of mild depression and kind of like the real like nitty gritty stuff that we're all dealing with. And, and I think even though it is a cartoon that is meant for entertainment, it flows so nicely along with kind of the, the social commentary that we're seeing nowadays where we're bringing light to mental health issues. People are, are talking about this kind of stuff more. People are getting, you know, less afraid to like ask for help. And I think that these cartoons kind of adding that nihilistic humor in there, adding a lightness to actually talking about deeper, darker issues helps immensely in, in this kind of like conversation starter for these dark things. And I think that's why it's so enjoyable because it's so relatable. We've grown up and our cartoons have grown up with us. Yeah. There's, there's a quote from another show. It's not an animated show. Um, true detective. And it's a uh, time is a flat circle. And, um, that's actually from Nietzsche. And it's this idea that, um, you know, we're all looking for change, but change doesn't really happen. Right. And I think these shows, um, particularly Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty both address like, the universe isn't different. You know, there's a great quote from Rick and Morty of like, no one, nothing happens on purpose. No one belongs anywhere. Everyone's going to die. Come watch TV. Like, I it's, think, it's probably yeah. one of the most brilliant. It's quotes of the show. Right. And we all like feel we've been kind of sold this bill of goods of everything. You know, even cartoons themselves are bright. They're colorful. They're engaging. Like, you know, things are going to change. Things are going to, you know, be positive and move forward, but, but they're not. And um, these shows really, they subvert that expectation. And they're also just, you know, we, I think, get a kind of catharsis by watching that. And being like, hey, you know what? It's, but it's funny. Like, you know, like nothing changes, but it's still like yeah. hilarious. And that's, we can revel in that. And that's, you know, what I love about both these shows is like there may be change, there may not be change, but you know what? You're, we're just along for the ride. I think it really feeds to the theme, too, of so many people uh, kind of deal with, with kind of like the darker things in their life yeah. by, by adding humor to it. And I think that's, that's where nihilistic humor stems from in the first place is that it's, it's a cover up. It's, you yeah. know, it's like a, it's like a, it's a coping mechanism. So I, you know, for me not to make it too like guys, I promise this isn't a cry for help. <laughs> like, like this isn't my, this isn't nothing so, matters. Nothing matters. Everything. We're not going to die. It doesn't matter. So, okay. So Szechuan sauce, Szechuan sauce, it's all about, Szechuan it's sauce. All about the Szechuan sauce. So, so you guys ha- have not watched either Bojack I, Horseman or Rick I, and Morty. I have not watched Bojack. Mm-hmm. I have attempted Rick and Morty. Yeah. And I just can't. <laughs> and I have not seen either. So that was going to be my question. Yeah. Is it like a generational thing. 
I don't uh, think we... so. I think I just have a weak stomach. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rick is constantly belching and like grabbing a bucket to puke into and he's drinking <laughs> yeah. and, and it, the, just the sounds of it. I could not get through it. Because Alan, I really couldn't. Alice said what he said last week that he, it's taken him effort. Like he sort of had to push himself to watch the Rick and Morty and to get into it. Right? Yeah. He said season one was a struggle. Yeah. Season two got better, and he loves what's going on in season three. Yeah. And I think I think it was finding its finding its footing in season one. And I think that you know, like you said, like kind of the theatrics of like the the grossness of Rick. Yeah. It, it tones down. I would, I mean, I don't know they if you would agree, it but it definitely tones it down. Yeah. yeah, I just um, don't have time to get there. I feel like, oh, I mean, I feel like if you go back and you watch yeah. early episodes yeah. of, uh, you know, watch early episodes of, of Family Guy and, and the animation style and kind yeah. of like the, the demeanor of the characters and the, and the, you Oh, know. I mean, the Simpsons. Oh, from, yeah. From oh, my God, absolutely. Today are completely different. Um, and, and I get that. It's just, it's just too much. Yeah, it's just too like, much. I that. think you might have better luck with BoJack Horseman because it's yeah. not as like extreme, but it deals with some of the same themes of like mm-hmm. I. So, but what do you like about BoJack Horseman versus like Rick and Morty? Um, what would you say are some of the similarities and differences? So what I think, so, so the, I mean, obviously the storylines are so different. So BoJack, Bojack Horseman to me. So if you guys haven't seen it, at we should all, probably so, say what both of these so shows yeah, are so, about. Yeah, so exactly. essentially, so BoJack Horseman is uh, the theme of the show is that BoJack is a. It's he's kind of like a. It's, it's almost like it's a, a characterization of. Uh, what's his name? Bob Saget, right? Yeah. So BoJack Horseman was a star in a TV show called. Horsing around. Horsing around, where he played the father of two young kids, a single dad, two young kids in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, right around there. Like sweater season. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's very full house. It's very, you know, and so now where we're at in the show is that he's a washed up 90s sitcom star. That doesn't sound anything like Bob Saget. (laughs) Bob Saget is amazing. With an alcohol problem, a drug problem. He's got too much money that he doesn't know what to do with. And he, you know, we see he's incredibly lonely. He's, he's aging and he doesn't know what to do with getting old. Uh Um, you know, and it gets it gets into those kind of deeper issues of like I used to be something and now I'm not. And granted, like where it may not be as relatable because none of us are all washed up TV shows. <laughs> not all of us are all washed up TV <laughs> stars, TV shows, or TV shows, po- podcast. Yeah, we're right. also yeah, soon to be yeah, we're gonna relate to this really hard in like 20 years, guys. <laughs> like, do you guys remember for geek's sake how cool that was? Does anybody want my autograph? Tons of people listen. Wubble love a dub dub. Wubble love a dub dub. So you know, so that's that's kind of the theme of of BoJack Horseman, but it really does it touches on you know something something that i relate to like being a, a single woman in your late 20s and your 30 you know getting get, getting a little bit older and and the dating scene and balancing career and and things like that and they make it funny but they also you know it's it's a real thing it's a real it's a real issue and you know the the whole biological clock issue and all and apparently i'm just taking over the show with all of my my female problems. <laughs> Somebody have babies yeah, with me, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but, but things like that. And I think it's really, I don't know. It's, it's great. The, the one thing that I will caution with Bojack Horseman is because it is a Netflix release and because it is, it is easy to binge watch. It is also easy to fall into a deep depression. If you watch too many episodes of this show in a row, because it's just like nothing, like things don't go well. Yeah. There ever. are moments where, um, I was I first was introduced to the show with by my old um, roommate and we were just kind of watching it through and there was an end of a particular episode and I'm like 
wait, did this just happen? And yeah. she was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, it was the end of season, I want to say it was three. You, I don't want to spoil anything, but are you, I've seen, I, I'm, 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 I'm completely caught up. The penultimate episode of season three. I was just like, wait, did they just, it was somewhere I didn't think they would go because yeah. it was that dark. Yeah. And I was just blown away. And that's something that this show does. And also Rick and Morty has a number of episodes like that. They just go to these sort of depths. But through that catharsis, I think we're able to, you know, deal with our own depths and darkness by like seeing like these fantastical representations of it, you know, that we can consume and then deal with, which is what sure. I love about both shows. I think that when you know you ask the the difference between between Bojack and and um, and Rick and Morty, I think that Bojack's themes kind of revolves more around the reality of growing older and um, human connection. And I think Rick and Morty also deals with human connection, horse connection, horse connection. <laughs> human horse connection. I mean, they're all they're it's, you know they're people that look like animals, essentially personifications of it. people that look like animals. Okay. Whatever. Um, and, you know, so Rick and Morty deals with more kind of like existentialism and what's our place in the universe and what matters and what doesn't. And I think that they, it's, it's very playful in the sense that, you know, so, so the theme of Rick and Morty is Rick is Rick and Morty, our grandfather and grandson. Um, Morty's parents, he has an older sister named Summer. Morty's parents, uh, got pregnant with Summer when they were in high school and they, you know, got married as teenagers, had a had a daughter. And so it's kind of they're very young parents with these two teenage aged children. And um, Morty and Rick go on inter interdimensional interdimensional adventures. adventures because Rick is a super genie. He's supposed to be like the smartest person in the world. He's a scientist. I always heard that it was like, uh, it started off kind of as a spoof of back to the future. It's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and so it started off as that and it just became something so much bigger. And so that deals a lot with, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questioning. I mean, there's even an episode that the, the quote that you pulled from the show that stems from an episode, you know, a few episodes back from that, I don't remember the season or the, or the specific episode, but essentially something so terrible happens to the universe as we know it, the world as we know it, that essentially Rick's like, all right, well, we have to give up on this. They portal to a different dimension, to a different universe and kill the, ver- or they, f- they portal to a dimension where the versions of themselves in that universe have just recently died before anyone else has found their bodies. They bury their own bodies and continue to exist in that plane of existence. And that's where the quote of like, nothing matters. Everything is, you know, like that's where that comes from. And it's playful and it's supposed to be funny, but then it brings up this whole like existential crisis of like, what is our real place? in the universe Mm -hmm. and what actually matters and you know is any of this real well i think the the two formats that we've always had to explore these things without um offending or without uh stepping on people's toes or whatever it might be have always been sci-fi and animation and that's what ricky morty kind of brings together it's a comedy too yeah Uh, those are the three things yeah you know you have to laugh about it exactly and and rick and morty is at at its heart a a sci-fi show yeah. Yeah. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And for me, like when I look at Bojack Horseman, like the character of Bojack, and I look at Rick, they're kind of two characters that are dealing with the same issues and that like there's an unyielding universe or like for Bojack, it's Hollywood. They call it like, you know, <laughs> L.A., Hollywood. So the big joke is that um, there's the Hollywood sign. They remove the D because... Uh, there's a, there's a girl on the show and her name is Diane. And so 
is it Mr. Peanut Butter? Yeah. The character. So there's a character named Mr. Peanut Butter. He's a golden retriever and he takes down the D to give to her as a gift. And so then it becomes this big joke that it's not Hollywood anymore. It's Hollywood. And he gave her the biggest D he can find. He did give her the biggest D that he could find. They're both trying to like find (laughs) a meaning. No, I just, sorry. I just had a, a, a brain explosion. What's going to happen to the Hollywood sign? The only person that's been paying to keep that thing up was uh, Hugh Hefner, and he just died. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. He's been paying for that thing to be maintained for decades. Oh, my God. Yeah. There'll be like a... Like, since the Hollywood land part fell off. Yeah. (laughs) He's been, like, one of the the primary people, at least, that that keeps that thing financed. Looks like someone's going to steal the D now. No one's watching it. No one's funding for (laughs) the security. (laughs) It's Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Whatever. Not Wubba Dubba Dub, but okay. you're cute for trying. Okay. <laughs> I say this as like a brand new fan of the show. Like, right. Anyway, <sighs> go on. Um, they're both trying to deal with a universe that doesn't care about them. Sure. And what Bojack Horseman, like the show, says about the character is um, as an individual, you can try and work against, you know, there's hope for change internally. And um, that's what the whole show is about, is about Bojack trying to change his impact on the characters around him that are, you know, impacted by his actions. You know, he's an alcoholic, he's a drug addict, sex addict, etc. And the show explores how they and he deal with the fallout from those things. But which he a, which he doesn't deal with the fallout from those and things. And he doesn't. Um, but he tries to, but it, it never really works. But there's still the hope that, you know, the character can change. Whereas Rick sort of doesn't even think that the universe that's indifferent to him is worth, you know, dealing with or saving. Like, you know, he keeps saying throughout the show, nothing matters. So don't deal with it on any sort of like moral objective, you know, level. And, um, so you have to become happy within a universe that doesn't care about you. Don't change the universe or change your actions. Just be happy in, you know, the absurdity of everything. Sure. And, um, it's the same problem, different approaches. And both of them, I think are cathartic for the viewer. You can either, you know, either, rail against the thing that you know you can't ever change and be happy in fighting against it or um just be happy that you know you're with people that you know can't change it either and just you know be content and i think both of them um both shows address that in their own way and i think we both you know cope with our own problems we feel like we cannot change or in our own behaviors we have struggles um changing um becoming content where we're at and that's what i love about both shows is that they are um they they really dig deep in like you know it's a real psychological level it's something that you know in a troubling world that we live in currently um there's a little bit of solace in that knowing that other people feel the same way what's so troubling about the world we have hover bikes now <laughs> that this is true <laughs> so like with with south park and with the simpsons and and family guy those shows have always kind of addressed more of a, a global issues of uh social change and and injustice and and that kind of thing while incorporating comedy into it it sounds like these are much more um, introspective. Yeah, much more introspective. And I think that's kind of the evolution of what, you know, what these adult cartoons have turned into. Is it, you know, it started off as social commentary. It started off as kind of the, the you know, I feel like, I feel like, what it, especially in terms of when we're talking about South Park and when we're talking about um, Family Guy, it's the writer, you know, and the creator using their characters as a way to get their you know, political opinions out there, there's social opinions out there. And I think that, you know, it's evolved and what, you know, what shows like Bojack Horseman and what shows like Rick and Morty are doing are the writers, you know, using their characters to get the message of, 
you know, that kind of introspective existential mental health kind of, kind of portrayal going on there. I mean, and then you've got Bob's burgers that is just, just, just ridiculous and fun, but still enjoyable for adults. But yeah, I think it's, I, you know, I think it's like a really, I think it's a really great thing to watch evolve and we got to give a shout out to space ghost because space ghost coast to coast was, say it's was, coast to coast. was my jam. <laughs> Me and my brother like staying up late in the summertime watching space Ghost was, was kind of the greatest thing, but yeah, no, I think it's a really great, um, a really great thing that we're seeing and, and you know, it's, it's a huge part of nerd culture is that, you know, like we love cartoons and we don't want to we don't want to feel like it's childish to love cartoons. And I think that they're, like I said, like cartoons are evolving with us. Our cartoons are evolving with us and they, you know, they still give us the ability to enjoy animation while still kind of watching something with substance. Making you think. Yeah. 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 And the people that made these cartoons, they grew up watching the same things we did. So they want to like, you know, give that not only just for us, but for themselves, they want to create the shows that they would want to watch now Mm -hmm. having seen, you know, the same, you know, TV is like, you know, talk about the Simpsons, talk about South Park. It's that same evolution. Like we all just, we don't want to give up on uh, cartoons because they meant something to us then. They can mean something to us now. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's even a bigger, a bigger theme of, you know, we're, we're so comforted by nostalgia yeah. as well, you know, because there's, I find, I find that at least for me personally, I, I prefer to watch an animated show if I have nothing else to do in time to kill than, you know, anything else. This just might speak to my maturity <laughs> level, but <laughs> the one thing that, for, that I'll say that uh, uh, is a little bit frustrating for me with some of these shows is they, they're coming out so fast. There's all these new shows coming out right. constantly, and it's hard to keep track of what's for kids and what's for adults. Yeah, and with a nine year old at home, I've got to monitor what he's watching. And right, it's really yeah. difficult at times. Yeah, don't let him watch. Any of the shows that we have up on the screen right now? Yeah, he could, he could probably watch Bob's Burgers. A nine-year-old could probably watch Bob's Burgers. He yeah. right now he's gotten into the old Nicktoons. Okay, like uh, Hey Arnold and yes. yeah, those are good. Um, um, Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, that's well, didn't they just release Rocco's Modern Dog. Life? Isn't Rocco's yeah. Modern Life on Netflix? Might be. He. J- I just got him the the season one DVDs. Yeah, that's awesome. And he loves it. And now, do you watch them? This is my question. Do you watch them with him? Yeah. Because there are so many jokes that are for the parents in Absolutely. those shows that go just straight over the kids' heads. Absolutely. That are yeah. you know. And uh, my current dilemma is when do I let him watch Ren and Stimpy? Because I feel like that's a Ooh. little bit more, a little bit more grown up than yeah. Hey Arnold. And also or just weird. real monsters. You know, just really weird. Yeah, never. I mean, Ren and Stimpy just gets weird. It does, but it yeah. was great. But it was great. No, sir, I don't like it. I say that, but <laughs> but eight, my twelve year old watches currently Family Guy. Mm-hmm. He's watching Rick and Morty, Hope uh, Bojack Saget, and uh-huh. Bojack Saget. Yeah, yeah. He's and uh, what's that? The the Big Mouth. He's watching all of these. Yeah, and he's twelve. So. I need to get on that that bandwagon. I feel like of. I feel like Bojack is really dark for a twelve year old, and maybe he won't pick yeah. up on on some of the the dark things. He's got a I mean. really like uplifting demeanor and you yeah. know, outlook on life. So that's, I don't know how he associates. That's I, good. I, I it guess. probably goes over his head a lot. Of yeah, them, sure. I would hope so. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, spoilers here, but the the most recent season of Bojack that that just dropped the whole the kind of whole theme the overarching theme of the entire season is Bojack's issues with his kind of like emotionally abusive mother and now dealing with the fact that she has dementia and Alzheimer's and 
putting her in a home and forgetting about her. So it's just preparing, so it's a late preparing him for his own future. Then. I guess okay. so. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry, friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> On that note, now that I've taken it to like a super let's dark level, let's get to level, B-roll. Let's get into some B-roll. Let's get into something. Let's get into something a little bit less depressing. Uh, let's talk about Marvel, guys. Marvel just dropped a huge announcement. Kinda. Kinda. Sorta. I think it's. I think it's a huge announcement. Uh, so basically, what has been speculated? Then this isn't. This isn't like a hard confirmation, right? What's your What's your take on this? Um. Well, I mean, it, it's coming from Kevin Feige, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's hard confirmation. I mean, all right. So basically, that's what word he, of God. It's part of the roadmap. <laughs> what do you say? And we've been, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time. Um, so he knows that the Avengers four. Um, there's what? There's how many? How uh, Avengers four is coming out, and then there's what? Like two more Marvel movies planned in the current MCU. Um, after that, we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel. And then we've got another uh, Avengers movie. There's, Whatever that's going to be. And Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Spider-Man, yep. that's right. There's another, you're saying there's another Avengers coming out after Avengers yeah, 4? They're, they're yes. currently filming 4 and 5. It was going to be Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Uh, now they're saying that it's just Infinity War and unnamed Avengers movie. Got you. Okay, I was very, very under the impression that Avengers 4 was it and that I was confused. So basically, essentially what we're saying here is that there's kind of going to be 22 movies total right. in this in this entire connected universe, in this entire movie arc and i think that takes us to 2020 20 yeah i believe it's 2019 Uh, yeah 2019 it's about 10 years essentially we've been making these movies over the course of 10 years 13 years they started in oh oh, no 08 they started my bad so 11 yeah it was iron man yeah 11 years so you know Mm -hmm. i I think this is brilliant like to me it's might be the most revolutionary thing that they've done is that you know usually a franchise ends because it stops making money and you just have to reboot it or it just you stop making them. Right. This is the first time that it's like, you know what? We're calling this one quits and it's going to uh, be something different. And like, when does that happen? Then they get to call that, their own terms. Either that or you say we're doing a trilogy. Yeah. And that's yeah, exactly. You know, and this is a 22 film arc. Right. Like, that's unprecedented. And every one of them has been a hit. Yeah. There's not a flop on the, the board. I mean, there are yeah. some that haven't been critically acclaimed. But box office speaks, and every single one of these movies is a hit. They're all good movies. There's nothing yeah. you can say against yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so basically what, what we're saying is that the uh, Avengers 5, I guess it is, yeah. we'll call it, um, is essentially the grand finale of the MCU as we know it. Right. And, and the, I think kind of the big news in this, in this whole announcement is that not only is it the end of the, the MCU as we know it, but it's also going to be the conclusion of this entire 22 movie arc. arc and it's going to wrap everything up. You know, they're they're going to conclude everything with one movie, which I think is kind of neat. And it's, you know, not to be cheesy, but it's kind of like, you know, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I think right. that's kind of what's happening here with these movies is that the, it's it's a quit while you're ahead situation. Don't drag it out because we talk about it now, how it's it's almost getting tiring now. Like, it's still entertaining Speak for and, yourself. It's still <laughs> I, I'm, I'm speaking for Al. Like, I'm I'm not tired of it. You know, uh-huh. like I could always watch a Marvel movie. Well, then you should watch yeah. Civil War. I should. I know. Trust me. <laughs> I don't. 
It's not. I'm not proud of that. Okay. I'm really not. Okay. I'm not proud of it. So this is going to be a bit of a far-fetched thing, but like this is remind if there's any like sports fans, like sort of things. This is like a um, Barry Sanders move of yeah. calling it when like, so Barry Sanders, Detroit Lions, one of the greatest running backs of all time. He played how many years was it? It was a relatively short amount of time. Short career. I think like seven or eight years. Seven or eight years. And he said, you know what? I'm done now. And that was like he quit on top and he called his own terms. That's what this room really reminds me. Yeah. He had three good years left in them easily and easily. And he's just like, nope, that's it. And that's what this is to me is like they get to call their terms. Like we look at the Dark Knight. It was really like the pinnacle of, you know, a comic book franchise. But when you really look at it, um, they may have had other plans if Heath Ledger hadn't passed away. So that's still kind of change their um, game plan this is the first time where it's been like you know what we did what we want we achieved everything we're gonna do and now we're just done and we never really seen this at this scale before and that's what's just i think really amazing and i'm we're gonna have just this complete almost like an immaculate you know arc of a comic book movie franchise and i'm i'm really excited to see they got to do it on their terms the thing that concerns me is with comic books, uh, it you don't get a third act in comic books. You don't get a beginning, a middle, and an end. Typically, only except for like Sandman. You know, I would say like yeah, limited <laughs> series. Yeah, but for the most part, for these characters that we're talking about, it's all act two. You know, you get your origin story in the beginning, and then their entire existence right. is just the middle. You're and always so, planning for the next movie, so putting an end on that kind of a story. I just don't know how they do it, especially with, with all of these characters. How do you wrap up all of this and tie every bow? And I don't think they're going to because after Avengers, uh, infinity war, they're going to be introducing captain Marvel. And I think they, re- they're basically going to be passing the baton it is more what it's going to be. I think that well, you're going to see think- Chris Evans and, and you're going to see Robert Downey jr. And Mark Ruffalo and, uh, uh, Scarjo, they're gonna go, but I think right. maybe Black Panther, maybe Doctor Strange, maybe Captain America or Captain Marvel, they survive this and and one way or another and move into the next version of the MCU because they're not going to stop making movies. I don't think that the, they're just going to start doing things a little different. I don't think they're going to stop making movies. But my take on this whole thing was that they're going to include uh, conclude this entire universe. Like that's it. It's going to be concluded, and then that kind of opens up the ability to continue making movies, but not having to stick to the rules of this universe. Right. And, and, you know, you don't have to worry about tying everything together so much and doing right. those, those post credit, you know, little sneak peek. Well, and I think that's why Easter eggy type things introducing Captain Marvel towards the end mm-hmm. of this run and, and passing the baton, I think works really well because she leads you into a lot of different territory than any of these other characters. Yeah. She can t- take you into all the cosmic stuff. She can take you into, um, the, the Korean scroll stuff. You know, there's so many different ways that they could go just off of this one character. And I think that they signed her to a multi-picture deal. Yeah. You know, like a, a three or four picture deal. Well, because of course, because that's what Marvel does. Right. So if it's Captain Marvel and then the last Avengers movie, she's still got a movie or two left on contract. Right. So they're going to have to do something with her. Yeah. It just may not be tied up in this sort of, yeah, like marathon, exhausting, you know, right. extended universe. Maybe there'll be individual films or whatever you have. Like, they're I not tied I, to this anymore. I, I think it's your core Avengers is what they, what he's really talking about. Yeah. I think uh, you're, 
your Guardians are still teasing the possibility of a Guardians 3. Tim Gunn's been talking about that a lot. Yeah. Um, they're talking about, uh, um, like I said, multi-picture deal with, with uh, Brie Larson. So mm-hmm. there's... There, there's well, going to be another MCU. It's going to be different than what we've known, but I think it's also, you know, going to continue in the tradition. And here's here's my thing with the Avengers too: is how long could they possibly continue making these movies? Because yeah. I mean, RDJ's getting old. They're getting old, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, I mean, even this picture that you, that you've got up here that you that you used in this yeah. graphic, like he's he's looking a little aged. Like, you, yeah, Iron Man's going to die. We don't want to, you know, nobody wants to watch like. The Avengers. Well, that's the, the nice thing home. for him. He's got a suit. Like, the suit will go. The suit on. does all the stuff. So yeah. Far, so, and, and like we saw in uh, Spider-Man, spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Um, he doesn't always have to be in the suit, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. But I think uh, the Marvel, uh, the the MCU is is uh, going to still continue on, and and it has to. It's it's going to keep going forever. God, now that's that's just all I want to see is Robert Downey Jr. sitting in a nursing home controlling the Iron Man suit from afar while it's walking down the street whacking little kids with its cane. Because uh, uh, the other thing is, don't, <laughs> don't forget, this isn't like with DC. DC doesn't make movies. Warner Brothers makes movies. Yeah. They own the rights to the DC movies. Right. It's, Marvel doesn't make movies. Marvel, Disney, no. Disney makes movies. No, Marvel makes movies. Marvel started their own movie studio and then Disney bought it. Yeah. But they still operate as Marvel Studios as their own entity. Right. So that's a business. That's going to keep going as long as it's profitable. Yeah. So I don't I don't think we're going to see I, I I don't think it's it's going away anytime soon. And you got these young actors that have done introductory yeah. movies. So they're going to keep going. Yeah. Do they have like a Doctor Strange movie planned, like a, a sequel? I'm not sure. But they're going to have to. Like yeah. it was a great movie. There's no reason not to continue yeah. on with that arc, at least. Yeah, and we've. Uh, I would and, like to see a continuation of that arc. But I think and in Homecoming, we we introduced the idea of Miles Morales, yeah. even. And you, so a we, new could, we could go that way. You yeah, know? there's just so many possibilities and so many characters that they haven't even tapped yet. So I think you're right. Just the universe. You probably said it just right. The universe based on the Avengers is what's going to go away. Yeah, but they're going to keep on going with a lot of the characters they have. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the end of the nah. age of heroes. We'll say. <laughs> No, I don't. I think it would be insane to to have this be the end of the age of heroes. I think yeah. that like it's it's becoming so popular, and especially you know the kids. Think about the children, right? Yeah. Like, <sighs> so yeah, yeah. So it's, kinda, it's, kinda it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad though to think about it because it's been. You I know, just, we've we've been following it for so long. It's been a part of of our kind of base of entertainment for such a long time. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see what direction they take it and and where it goes after this. Yeah. My I'll biggest be, concern is with Kevin Feige saying this mm-hmm. is that maybe after and after this, the uh, fifth Avengers movie, maybe that's the end of Kevin Feige in the MCU. Ooh, that could be disastrous. Yeah. Because I mean, that guy is the, he's what keeps this thing running. You know, he's, he's the George Lucas of really is. Yeah. Of the MCU. Of Mar- yeah. The cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Or, or the, the Kathleen Kennedy, I should say. And really think about like, <laughs> it's okay. how... go ahead. No, I was going to no? say, just Joss Whedon will just come in. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that, no, like he he's does. too busy, like no, no, no. salvaging DC right now. He's trying to salvage he's trying DC. To salvage DC right and now. after Inhumans, like, it's definitely not going to be Jeff Loeb. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's my only concern. And I mean, that's obviously not going to be Stan Lee because he, um, but <laughs> oh, are we having a wubba lubba dub dub? We having like a really no, Robert Downey no, Jr. I just will got take really over depressed. the cameos. Yeah, oh, seriously. Boy. But yeah, somebody will have to take the lead there. What is he? If, if Kevin Feige said ninety three, yeah, 
it, I mean, it's really easy to take for granted how the MCU, like, you know, because we've been living with it for the last almost 10 years, how much Kevin Feige has changed the industry. Yeah. This, this idea of an, like, you know, an interconnected movie universe. It's revolutionary. It's hard to, you know, imagine it now, but this was an incredible, you know, it was revolutionary what, yeah. what's happened. And it's but just, has he made it better? I don't know. Because everyone else is trying to mimic him and not doing a good job. I want to say, like, sports. You know, Universal, I mean, they're already yeah. struggling. DC, struggling. Are there any, any other studios trying to do Oh, the God, I don't thing? think Universal is struggling. I think Universal struggled. They're done, like, they've already talked about, like, yeah, we're just yeah, we're like, splitting these back Like, apart. we had a good idea, guys, <laughs> but it's... it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a visionary. I mean, sometimes it's only one dude that can make it happen, and then you got to appreciate what he did. You yeah. know, you can't really mimic it. Yeah. Just, you know, appreciate it, for sure. Yeah. Right on. The only thing that matters is this has one sauce anyway. So yeah. So being like like Marvel Cinematic Universe is probably one of the it probably is a top thing talked about on this show. Probably. So we're gonna have to sort of plan out some kind of like I don't know uh, sayonara sign off type thing with it. With yeah. Make it a, make it a big. Deal. Looks like the show's only going to 2019, guys. <laughs> Our episodes will become half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know because by that time uh, Game of Thrones will be back on the air again. There we go. <laughs> You guys are just like totally ditching me ne- next season, aren't you? Just like you're on your own. So, so when y'all hear the next Ames on Thrones, it will be only Liz. It'll literally just be Ames <laughs> on like Thrones in a dark room. All right, me. Let's talk about last night's episode by myself. Cool. Yeah, I think we're gonna do that different next season. <laughs> so, speaking of um, uh, Liz-based bits. Uh, I think it's time to do your mom. Really, really exciting news, guys. And I'm really sad that Al is not here this week to share this news. Mm. But Al got to meet Liz's mom in the flesh this past weekend. Oh, my goodness. Did he nice. punch her? No. <laughs> Actually, he was very diplomatic and very cordial. I was very proud of him. Diplomatic. Uh, and he <laughs> thanked her for all of the support. Did she pun in his face? I No, she did not pun oh, in his face. Totally I should've. really wanted her to pun in his face, but she didn't have anything on the fly. Uh, and he had his kids and he was like all stressed out. So. Dread. Yeah. Dread. But, uh, in honor of the fact that my mother was just here in person, um, I want to tell you guys a story tonight. We're going to go on a little journey together. Okay. Adventure. Puns so, are supposed to be short. So for Liz's mom, we're going to, we're going to go, let me tell let me tell you, gather around, gather around. Let me tell you a story. So a guy's taking his girlfriend to the prom. He goes to buy the tickets at school and the line is incredibly long and he waits for hours before finally purchasing them. Then he goes to the car rental place to rent the limo because you got to have a limo ride to the prom. And when he gets there, there's an insanely long line. He stands in line for a couple hours, but finally he is able to rent the limo. Next, he's got to go to the florist because he's got to get his girlfriend a corsage. Uh, He gets to the florist and there is a line out the door around the corner. He stands in line for like three, four hours before he finally gets to purchase these flowers. Like you do. Uh, this is a long one. So he's got, he's got everything. He's got, he's got the tickets. He's got the limo. He's got the flowers. It's prom night. The flowers look great. The limo ride was awesome. The night is magical. They're dancing. They're having a great time. His girlfriend looks at him and asks him to go get them some punch. So he walks up to the refreshment table and there is no punchline. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, patreon.com slash for geek's sake. (laughs) 
there's one minute I won't get back. You're welcome, Al. <laughs> <laughs> um, Somewhere Al just like got really upset. And he doesn't know why. Yeah, he just got really. He's like <laughs> sitting. He's like sitting with clients at dinner right now, and he's very angry for no reason. <laughs> what's the Liz's mom? What's the Liz's mom level? Uh, I think Liz's mom is the Liz's e- mom. It's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars a month. It's her own level. Yeah. yeah okay. I think we should have a forty dollar level. That'll be kill Liz's mom. <laughs> not literally. The, the jokes. Kill the, the jokes. Bit. Kill the yeah, bit. Yeah. Kill the bit. Not not physically in person. Please don't kill my mom. I love no. my mom so much. No, just kill the bit. Weird. So if you would like to pay forty dollars a month for us to kill this bit. We would be happy. You to know do what's it. really funny though is that I feel like any listeners that I talk to and any but like you know we had Brad on the show and he mm-hmm. even mentioned that he loves the puns. So yeah. sorry or, guys, but puns are a thing. Or we Deal get with more it. forty dollars <laughs> listeners, uh-huh. and we have more segments. We can only do one a month of Liz's mom. Oh yeah, because uh, we just have so many. There you go. Give but, us that support, people. But the point is, go to patreon.com yeah, slash for geek's sake. The point here is money, please. <laughs> or or at least, you know, go on to your your uh, podcast app and give us a nice review. Yeah, also that. Go go to iTunes and uh, and do that thing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and go to Boegans. And go to Boegans. Go to Boegans. Go to Boegans. Shameless plugs, anyone? As always, you can find me at epiceventsorlando.com for all your DJ service needs. I feel sort of remiss. We talked about all the adult cartoons, and my personal favorite, it's sort of, it's a cross-section of adults and children, which would be Adventure Time. Adventure Time. Uh, post-apop, post-apocalyptic. Uh, Apoptolyptic? Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> well, you said a lot of long words, words today. We, t- yeah, we said a lot. Words. Too many big words. Not much. The mustache gets in the way of my words. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a lot of the adult humor, a lot of the adult humor. It's a little more traditional. It's not so... It is pretty dark, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little yeah. dark, but I feel like I, I, I categorize, and this is this is me. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I categories, categories, category. Yeah. Wow, so yeah, we just got to. Yeah. Sorry, that's it, guys. Thanks for joining us. Show's over. Jesus. So I categorize, I categorize those two show, and I say I haven't even introduced the shows. So uh, Adventure Time and Regular Show, right? So yes, I yes. put I put them in the in the stoner cartoon category. Ah. Regular show is definitely a stoner. I feel like you have to be high to enjoy that show. Mm, it helps. It, I like say. I feel like I feel like it's or like not that you know anything about that. No, nothing. No, nothing like that. Right? Yeah. No. I. But I, that's mm. that's my assumption. I just I put ass- Yo Gabba Gabba. I assume there as well. that's not necessarily animated. But <laughs> that's, that's a but giant. But that's epic. <laughs> yeah. Damn Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo so there, Gabba. there is a club downtown. Um, it used to be I Spy Barbecue Bar I Spy. Uh-huh. So now yeah. it's gone through that whole management change, and now it's uh, what they call it the patio. But when it was I Spy, and when it was Barbecue Bar on the dance on the outside dance floor, there were TV screens. And over top of all of the club music, they were just playing Yo Gabba Gabba on That's the TV amazing. screens. It was incredible because you're like wasted and you're like, what is that giant stripy green thing? <laughs> and I still think they only ever did one season, right? I don't even know. And it just gets replayed over and over. It's yeah, exactly. repeated it over and over. I love the episode with the roots, though. That was the best. Yeah. So good. What's the one they did? Uh, just Banana. They, 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 uh, it was like banana. <laughs> they just all banana song. Are you guys? Uh, you guys into the Wiggles? You've got young kids. God no, no, no. Come on, no. Oh Get man. Oh man. I spent I spent four days with my with my three year old niece, and now I'm now I'm all about some Wiggles. Oh, I also did want to mention if you were um, jilted uh, as I was by uh, Marvels and Humans, uh, give the gifted a chance. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So far. Yeah, the gifted on Fox. It's 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 pretty good. It's much more 
Um, I think true to uh, the comic books and the whole concept of using science fiction to address social issues. Is this yeah. the same creative team that did Legion, or is this... Um... No, this is the team okay. that does the movies. This oh. is Brian Singer. This is oh, Simon okay. Kinberg. Oh, like, wow. This is like the big boys. Oh, I, need, I might have to go watch this. Like though. Brian Singer directed the pilot. Oh, okay. It's really good. And it's Take got look. it's got Thunderbird, Blink, Polaris, and Eclipse, um, or actual like X-Men that are in it. Um, and then they've got some other, you know, kids developing their powers and that sort of thing. Oh. It is very much like Heroes, but better. But oh. better. And it's set in the universe of the movies, um, but not connected. Nice. Okay. Like, they're not going to run into anybody. But they mention, like, the X-Men and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and that kind of thing. Awesome. What you got? All right. Um, you can find me at um, Orlando Weekly. I have an article coming out in a couple of weeks for Halloween. I interviewed a few um, veteran cosplayers from Central oh, cool. Florida. I'm giving you some basic tips on if you have a bat pre-bagged, you know, pre-bought costume. Some ways to kind of spiff it up a little from some of the experts. Oh, that's and, uh, fun. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It's like some people I met at um, MegaCon a couple of years ago, and they were part of a cosplay troupe called uh, Wizard of Cause. They ah. do just next level amazing <laughs> cosplays, and they nice. just they're. You know, they're winning contests, you know, all throughout the year at all sorts of different conventions. So they had a lot of really cool advice. I uh, really dig that because I know because like making your own costumes is not only incredibly time consuming, it's very expensive. Well, yeah. And they give you tips for how to, um, you know, cut into those costs, you know, to really yeah. like you know, this one woman. Uh, she keeps it as low budget as possible using this things from around the house, and different like fabrics. You know, one of her big pieces of advice is, you know sewing machine just like that will get you so far in making a really you could take a pre-bought costume and put it into that next level just with a basic sewing machine and some fabrics and ikea was really everyone cool. yeah um i would say goodwill's your friend uh, so that's my first um and then there's a so i'm comic guy i'm really big into dc as far as comics go there's a new run out right now called a uh, mr miracle it's one of the best comic series going right now it's um basically you take, um, it's called the New Gods. So you got like your big bads from DC, Dark Side, that whole like sort of run. Uh-huh. They're called the New Gods, and um, they take one of the characters from that, Scott Free, Mister Miracle, and um, it's a new twist, like a real like sort of as we were talking about, you know, with like cartoons, you know, today like a darker take on this character, and it's written by some um, Tom King. He does he did a run with Marvel for a while, and he did some stuff with DC with um Batman and the Vision, and uh. It's one of the best written, really like monumental books right now, and uh, it's a twelve series run. They're in, uh, they're in uh, the third issue right now. It'll be running up through July, August of next year. It's just if you're even remotely like interested in comics, jump into this. It's one of the big things going, and you'll, I think you'll really enjoy it. Right on. Will do. Derby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Roller Derby. Go to Facebook. Follow us. Come to a game. It's fun. That's all. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, thank you so much to Scott for joining us. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much to Eli for showing his face and sitting in the in the big boy chair. Bodacious beard and stash. Yeah. Do what I can. Bodacious Robitaille. beard. Yeah, some 
gravitas there. Uh, thanks so much to me and Dan for not dying. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel pretty Kicking good. Kicking ass this uh, week. Horrible. At the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. I think the delirium is just setting in at this point. Uh, thank you so much to uh, Bowiegan's Brewery for the support. Thank you so much to all of our listeners for all the support on our Patreon. Um, thanks to Liz's mom. Thanks to my mom for. I don't you really know. want to kill you. Just the bit. Thanks Sorry. to Liz. I mean, first of all, first and foremost, and only for money. First and foremost, thanks to Liz's mom for me. I guess because you know that yeah. happened. Little shot. My parents were actually here celebrating their 39th wedding anniversary. So, oh, congrats! That was exciting for them. So, congrats to my parents. Uh, thanks to my parents for making me. And yeah, so download and listen and give us the likes and the shout outs and. We'll see you next time. So until next time, this is Liz saying, nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. Come listen to our podcast. Did you like that? Did you like that? I thought of that in the middle of the show. I was going to say, like, oh, my God. <laughs>